Today on this episode on Remy's Roundtable, Remy and Chris sat down and had a great conversation with Jim Colbert from The Jim Colbert Show from Real Radio 104.1. Then, Remy met up with JD, and they went to The Magic Kingdom and finished this podcast episode from The Magic Kingdom location. So, stick around don't go anywhere, you are now listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Enjoy. That's right, guys. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Man, oh man, do we have a program for you guys today. You guys do not want to miss out this great episode today. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jim Colbert from the Jim Colbert Show. You guys can hear him on Real Radio 104.1, Monday through Friday from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And you guys can hear him on Sunday mornings with his cooking show uh, called Primetime Kitchen. You guys are going to have a blast listening to that program as well. Uh, but anyway, guys, that is our program for today. So welcome, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my boy, Chris. Good morning, Remy. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. So, uh, I just want to let you know, uh, something happened to me at work yesterday. Uh, I got into a uh, car accident yesterday with a worker's truck. and now. Oh, Jesus. Are, I, you, are you okay? Oh, dude, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, I'm just a little, you know, upset that I had to pay a $166 ticket. Uh, because okay. because they uh, caught me and they said, "Oh, you were reckless driving." No, I was not reckless driving. I was in a turning lane, trying to make a U-turn, and I I guess I missed judgmental because there was a car right beside me. So uh, I get I hit her, and her bumper was falling apart. So yeah, luckily luckily my license did not get suspended. Or anything like that. That's but, good. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I have to pay that off within 30 days. So hopefully, you know, I'll be able to pay it off. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was shaking, man. It was, you know, I had that drilling going. I'll, I, I, I went to the. Uh, how bad? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Like how bad as in the the truck or the car? No, no, no. I, <clears throat> no, I said I'll bet that you're shaking up. But the thing is that um, you also have to remember. Um, it's always going to happen. Whenever you get into an accident, everybody's going to be in that shock. Right. That, that shock, like, oh, shit, what did I do? What happened? Is my car okay? Are the other people okay? So it a lot of variables, they right. go quick and fast. Right. You know? and, and one thing is that um, I'm, I'm going to be able to pay it off because I'm going on Instacart uh, today, tomorrow, because I'm taking tomorrow off from the truck job because... Uh, I had to take a drug test yesterday for them, so to make sure that there's no, uh, you know, stuff in my system. And they said we'll give you we'll give you a call, let you know if you can come back to work or not. If you're, uh, or we'll make the decision if you're going to be let, let go or uh, terminated. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just taking the day off tomorrow so I can focus on myself and focus on, you know, doing these Instacarts and making uh, some groceries. So, you know, just, you know, I kind of want to focus on that for a little bit and see how much I can make before 5 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see what happens, man. 
No, that's fine. Um, but the thing is also, um, look into when you pay the your ticket that you're not getting points on your license. Oh, I know. Like, but that's the thing, man. Like, I tr- I did, I didn't look into research and see if there are uh, if I can check and see how many points I have. So that's uh, that's a problem. I don't know how to check. You know, if I got any points on my license. You know. Well, I think the best way you can go to is when you go to the DMV and pay this citation. Right. Or the court, or the court, wherever, wherever you have to pay it, you can always ask if, are, is if points are going to be tacked to my license. Right. And I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to pay it off regardless. I mean, I'm just had to make some money on Instacart and then put that money to the side. And then when I get paid from my job job, put that money to the side. And that will help me, you know, pay off my uh, my ticket. Right. Right. So I'm good, man. I mean, I'm in uh, I'm in good health. So, but hey, man, uh, I think it's time for us to talk about our uh, giveaway. We're doing a little giveaway, aren't we? Not. Yes, we are. So, guys, on Remy's Roundtable, we are doing a giveaway. Uh, we're doing a trivia question. If you guys get this trivia question correct. Uh, you guys will be eligible to win a $15 gift card to Pom Poms over by the Milk District area. Man, they're located right in the beautiful Bumby Plaza. You guys cannot miss them. So that this is what we're doing for our listeners. I mean, we want you guys to go, go on out and try the food like Chris and I have. And everything is delicious. You guys do not want to miss this opportunity out. So Chris, what is the, uh, what's the trivia question? Okay, so for all you listeners out there today, and Star Wars fans. Yes. (laughs) So I got uh, the number one trivia question. Which is? And it goes like this. Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader at what age? See, that's a a hard question, man. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to give them options, too. Okay, what what are the options? is it A, 15, B, 22, C, 28, or D, 30? So guys, those are, those are the, the question and the answer. And if whoever gets it right, we will PM you and uh, let you guys know uh, where you guys can pick up that gift card. Or uh, we can meet up and we will give it to you and plus we'll uh we'll do a little podcast episode with you to our to our winner exactly so who knows man we'll see we'll see what happens all right man are you ready for some disney history let's go for it all right man here we go in 19 in 1965 disney's mary poppins was nominated for 13 academy awards oh my god yeah she was nominated for 13 academy awards bro in, that's awesome it and, is and to and to think that she's my favorite nanny of all time oh she's your oh she's your favorite nanny huh yeah she's my favorite nanny of all time yes she is man that is great i'm glad to hear that so but but i i think my favorite nanny if i had to pick her will be mrs doubtfire Oh, I, yeah, you can never go wrong. <laughs> Can't Doubtfire. go wrong, Mrs. Doubtfire, man. Uh, let's see. Hell no. In, let's see here. In 1981, Disney Productions and CB, CBS have agreed to move all Disney shows to CBS TV. 
Would that be for the Wonderful World of Disney or yeah. is that ABC? No, uh, that's that Wonderful World. The Wonderful World of Disney is on ABC, not CBS. Okay. 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 So yeah, I mean CBS is like. Uh, I think they turn. I think CBS did turn into ABC. Or I could be mistaken, or I could be mistaken because I think CBS is still well, around. Well, no, no, a- a CBS and N- and ABC they've existed for years. This is they had they never transitioned in any way. So they they've been there for a long, long time. Right, I mean, right, we're talking, right. We're talking like maybe in the fifties, even in radio when radio was big back then, like in the nineteen forties. So right. you had NBC Radio, you had CBS Radio. Um, I'm not so sure about ABC, but those first two that I mentioned, they, they go way back oh. before the TV era of the programs and all this other stuff. So, Oh, most definitely, man. Uh, in 2005, uh, Disney, would, Disney World hosts the second annual ESPN The Weekend at Disney's MGM Studios. This three-day this three-day event offered fans to have the opportunity to see and hear ESPN personalities and meet some several athletes. I remember going. I remember That's going to this event because my buddy and I we're, we want to go see Michael Vick at. Uh, we, we didn't realize that he was going to be at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I was yeah. like, "Dude, we have to go meet him." And plus, we did. We met uh, the guys from Mike and Mike on uh, ESPN we met those guys so it was a really cool experience man that's awesome and in 2014 Disney offered the 2013 hit Frozen as a digital download huh. was that their first digital download that was a, yeah that was their first digital download for Frozen oh wow that's pretty cool it was pretty it was pretty dope in 2007, yes. in 2017, uh, Chris, I don't know if you saw the movie uh, Twister. Well, I've seen a number of times. Yes. Oh yeah. So do you remember the guy uh, Bill Paxton? Of course. Yeah, he uh, he passed away on uh, this, uh, in back in 2017. Uh, he yes, away, I remember. Right. He passed away during uh, this year due to complications from surgery. So he was one of my favorite actors, and I have to I have to mention him. You know. No, I, I mean from the movies like Twister, True Lies. Yes. Um, Six Feet Under. Is. Six Feet Under. Yes. I mean, there's there's lots of movies that he's been on, and um, you know, he's had the, some small role, even Apollo thirteen. I mean, he he's had he's had some great roles, whether it's whether it's big roles or small roles or little cameos, right. he's always had something that people would say, "Oh shit, there's Bill Paxton." Wait, who is Bill Paxton in in a in a which one call it? Uh, that uh, Paul Thirteen. Who was he in that movie? He was. Um, he's not Jim. Lo- he's Fred Hayes. Oh wow, Fred Hayes. He played the role of Fred Hayes. Jack Swagger was. Um, was um uh, was it Tom Hanks? Ba- played Kevin him? Bacon. No, Kev- oh Kevin Bacon. No, Kevin yeah, Bacon yeah. was um uh, yeah Tom Hanks played on um, Jim Lovell. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and finally for your yes. and finally for your uh for your theme park history, in two thousand in twenty twenty, CEO Bob Iger stepped down from his role with the Walt Disney Company. On a day like today. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He stepped down oh, as, wow. a C- oh, wow. as the CEO of Disney. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. All right, man. It's now time to play your favorite game, the birthday game. Are you ready, sir? Uh, let's go for it. All right, man. So I hope you do well on these because I got some people that you actually know. So this is this is good. Let's, except, let's hope, except, let's hope except for one. So far, so far, I've been like since we started since i've been with the program i think i'm like 18 and 46 so i'm not good so no, I, I need to catch up with those numbers okay you will all right dude here we go uh happy birthday to this actor you've seen him in 50 first dates lord of the rings stranger things and the goonies happy birthday to sean astin Oh, Sean Astin. Yay. And Rudy. And Rudy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> yes, Rudy. Sean Astin, I would say he's probably like 50. I'll give 58, 59. I'll he, say 58. He is 50 years old today. 50. Oh, my. 50. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He's only 50 years old. Happy birthday to, man, you've seen this guy on WWF or WWE, whatever you want to call it, but I've met him when he was on TNA. Happy birthday to the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Rick, Rick, the nature boy. The nature boy, I say he's like, he's up there. He's got to be 80, 82. He is 72 years old today. 72. Are you serious with me right now? I'm dead serious. He is 72 years old today. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to this actress, uh, Chelsea Handler. Well, she's not, she's not really okay, an actress. She's, she's not really an actress. She's a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian. And she had her and she, okay. had, she had her own talk show on Comedy Central called... Uh, I forgot the name of her show, but I think it was like Late Night Show with Chelsea Handler on... Uh, Comedy Central. All right, so if you don't know her, man, I'm gonna go, go ahead and give you the age of her. Uh, she is yeah, yeah, that's fine. She is 46 years old today. Okay. Happy birthday to uh, from Harry Potter series or the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, this actor, uh-huh. this actor played the the Weasley twins. Happy birthday to James Phelps. Oh. Oh, nice. So how old? He's gotta be. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. James, Phelps. I'm gonna say yeah. 30. He is 35 years old today. 35. Damn, I missed it by five. Missed right. by five years. Okay, and how about the, how about this guy? Uh, you know, you know him from the uh, Chicago Bulls, but uh, he was also a uh, UF Gator. So go Gators! You know, it's my team. Uh, happy birthday to jo- yes. Joaquin Noah. Oh, Joaquin! Yes, Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquim Joaquim Noah. Joaquim's got to be somewhere in his late 30s. He is 36 years old today. Okay, okay. I got two more for you, bro, because you're you're gonna like these last two. All right, so I met this I met this guy, this comedian at the YMCA, and uh, he's a local Floridian comedian, stand-up comedian, but his his of all the places at the YMCA yes the YMCA <laughs> yes and uh, I'm gonna give you a hint on this guy this guy is actually a vegetable that's his stage name a vegetable okay I was about to say he's a vegetable in real life oh, oh no well he, lo- well he looks like one too but 
We're not gonna go down that <laughs> route. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Carrot Top. Oh my God, Carrot Top's birthday today? Carrot Top, yeah, man. Holy shit, man. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, what the fuck? Wow, so Carrot Top's gotta be... How old's Carrot Top today? I'm gonna go with one number, 45. He is 56 years old today, 56. No way. Yeah, he's 56 years old today, man. He doesn't appear to be in his 50s, so. I know, right? Uh, and lastly, uh, happy birthday to this actor. Uh, he played the one of the younger brothers, or I should, or should I say, the older, one of the older brothers in this TV series, Malcolm in the Middle. Happy birthday to okay. Justin Beerfield. He played uh, Reese. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So how yeah, yeah. so how old okay. is Justin Beerfield today? I'm gonna say 36. You're close, man. He's 35 years old today. 35. Damn. All right, missed it by one. You missed it by one, dude. Not bad. Uh, yeah, guys. So that's it for your birthday game, your uh, theme park history. Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, guys, we'll do your theme park news. And I think Chris has some uh, some Star Wars knowledge for us. Don't go anywhere, guys. You're listening. Oh, for sure. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Coming up next on Remy's Roundtable, we'll be talking to Jim Colbert from the Jim Colbert Show. Uh, you can hear him on Real Radio 104.1, Monday through Friday, from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, yeah, guys, we have a guest with us today, and I personally look up to him because he has been in this industry for a while, and, you know, I take some hints on how to become a, uh, you know, a responsible podcaster, but also, uh how to be more of a man on the radio and on a podcast you know he has taught me a lot of stuff on how to be you know i, I just look up to this guy and guys I, I have a little montage for him so if you guys listen to this check it out hey guys welcome to primetime kitchen here on real radio 104.1 the show Show. 
Welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my boy, Chris. How's it going, Remy? Doing good, sir. And guys, please welcome to the program the one, the only, Jim Colbert from The Jim Colbert Show. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate that very much. Our pleasure, man. So let's talk about one thing and one thing that I would like to get off my chest, Mr. Colbert, sir. Uh... What made you to get into, you know, cooking and having your own, you know, show called Primetime Kitchen? Uh, it's actually kind of an interesting story. I, I've been cooking for a long time in my life. It was just something I always enjoyed doing. My grandmother was a, um, I was an avid Southern cook. And uh, just as a kid watching her cook and take uh, dishes to church on Sundays, her food would always go first. It would be the first thing. She had this unique respect from the community because of her ability to produce, you know, great tasting food that stuck with me. So as I uh, got older and enjoyed good flavors that I couldn't find elsewhere, I would just try to create them myself for myself. And I just kind of got into cooking. The show came about, uh, I was approached by the company to do the show. Really, it was, you know, it wasn't really my first idea uh, because I was happy doing the monsters and doing my thing. And I, I didn't really, I wasn't really looking for another project. Um, and uh, I was approached by uh, our boss and Joe Esposito, who at the time was running Buca de Peppo. We'd had a good relationship. He wanted to do a show about for the restaurant industry, like for people who worked in the business, they would tune into the show to, to hear about what's happening in the business. My idea was definitely not bad. I was just getting into the world of food and I wanted people to kind of know who it was was making it, what it took to get a great plate of food in front of you or a good cocktail. And for some reason that was, that interests me. And I thought with the budding food scene, it may work. And I was right. Uh, Joe came on, he was on for about a year or so. And then he's, he opened a restaurant and couldn't do both at the same time. So we moved on and picked up Heather and and that's how the show started. It was really just a hobby that turned into a thing, and uh, it's still a thing six years later. And you guys, can, you guys can hear Primetime Kitchen on Sundays, man. You guys cannot miss it. It's a great program. And uh, so what made you to decide to do Embers Only? I mean, how many cigars do you have in your uh, humidifier? Oh, my God. That's interesting. I have uh, So I have a small humidifier and then like a medium-sized humidifier. And then I'm actually in the process of building out a closet that's in my studio. And we're going to turn that into a humidifier. I probably have right now, I don't know, probably four or 500 cigars. Holy crap, Jim. That's a lot of cigars, man. It is a lot of cigars, but I have a lot of different flavors. Um, and I've just now really, I, I, you know, I didn't smoke for a while. Smoke heavily. I say heavily. I didn't smoke frequently for a while, uh, but because we moved out into the middle of nowhere, I have a 40-minute drive to work every day. I find that a really good time to uh, to have a cigar. So I've been like smoking a cigar on the way to work almost every day. <laughs> uh, and really kind of going through my collection. I've ignored for quite a while, so it's been really nice. That, that sounds good, man. So what is your favorite uh, type of cigar that you've mentioned on Embers Only on the Jim Colbert Show? What's your favorite one to uh, smoke? Actually, that's a pretty easy qu uh, answer or question uh, for me to answer because there's two. Uh, this company called Davidoff uh, makes a cigar specifically for a friend over Corona Cigar, Jeff Morswitz, using the Florida Sun Grown Tobacco. And and uh, I have found quite an affinity to those things. I, I love smoking them. Um, and then his FSG series is, is truly one of my favorite cigars out there. I smoke quite a few of them. They're in-house label cigars we smoke. And... I smoked some Puentes, uh, some Macanudos, some Romeos. I had a Romeo yesterday, actually. 
Um, but I find myself going back to that uh, to that FSG tobacco. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, so uh, there's a little, also a little cigar out there called Sindicato uh, that is uh, part of that whole group of people as well. And that love those little short, really super uh, strong little cigars. Wonderful. So we be uh, smoking your F- FSG on uh, your your upcoming event. I will be smoking many FSGs that day. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be drinking a lot of whiskey that day too, buddy. I have to tell you, the cigar thing. I, I love smoking cigars, but I, you know, I've I've been a I've been an avid whiskey lover. I can't even say connoisseur. I give that word too much respect. Right. Um, and I've def, I'm definitely not that. I do have a good palate for whiskey, but uh, the pros are the pros. Uh, so I give them their due, but um, you know I really have been enjoying single malt whiskey since my early 20s. Um, uh, my dad was a, a, a love single malt scotch, and, and I picked up an affinity for it as well. Now have picked up a, the, the taste for bourbon. I'm absolutely in love with bourbon right now. That's what I drink a lot of. So uh, you know, and they cigars and bourbon are, are basically built for each other. So right, I'm a I'm amassing a small collection of, of good bourbons, which is nice. See, it's like it's like me and my uh, tequila. Cause uh, when you and I when you and I first met, we met at multiple uh, Real Radio 104.1 poker events. And uh, when I was a player, I will always drink you know tequila while I'm uh, either playing cards or when I'm dealing cards. But uh, I remember I remember one one tournament. You came up to my table, and I was actually in the last one of the last tables and I cannot understand but Jim you were talking so much smack to me you're like Remy don't, don't do it don't mess it up man do not mess up do not kick down I'm like Jim come on man I'm right here I'm standing right here man I'm trying to focus on the game here so I had like four shots of tequila when you were saying next or when you're saying behind me I'm like should I go all in should I push it or should I not push it well if you're drinking tequila chances are you pushed it I, uh, yeah, a, I did. <laughs> tequila, tequila is not the uh, not the spirit of ration, uh, rational thought. Right. Uh, I love tequila, but I like sipping it. Well, tequila is not tequila's not the rational thought. Period. Considering that I'm a rum guy and I love my whiskey, but tequila is not my ordeal. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> no, no, that's perfectly fine. I know a lot of people feel that same way, but you know, if you get really, really good tequila, and it's so nice to sip. The more peppery it is, the better. Right. Uh, and, odd, and oddly, a great pairing with cigars as well. But yeah, man, I, I love all that stuff. And I talk smack at the poker table because chances are you're beating me, and I'm trying to convince you that you aren't. <laughs> That's true. When was the, when was the last time you uh, played uh, poker uh, since? Uh, pretty recently. I was over in Tampa. Uh, God, man, I was over in Tampa. I told this story on the show. I, I, I don't know if you know what the chances of this are, but the, one of the craziest poker stories I'll ever have in my life just happened to me not even two weeks ago. I was playing in Tampa at a 1-2 game, and a lady across the table from me uh, uh, pulled a king high straight flush. Wow. So, of spades. So, everybody was freaking out because she rivered it, she, and it was an inside straight draw, so she rivered the jack of spades to give her the uh, 9-10 king-queen-jack uh, high straight flush. That was the high hand until, and I'm not joking, six hands later, I flop a royal flush. Hello. So well, that's it. Royal flushes are so rare to see in poker. Don't oh yeah, yeah. Flopped is even more rare, really. But uh, it's one in twenty thousand is the chance about of getting one. I, I've had two, two. I've had two royal flushes in my entire life uh, in in comp in competing play, not just 
bullcrap play. Right. Both of them happened in that room in Tampa. Well, considering that, I'm glad that I'm talking to a poker expert, per se, because I'm not a poker person. I've never learned how to play poker, but you put me in the blackjack table, and we'll, we'll talk miracles in that table, because I almost got caught counting cards. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Yeah. And this was, this was at the Tampa um, Hard Rock Casino. I walked at the table with 200. I walked out of there with 785. Ooh. My, my, my friend was the one that he kind of saw my eyes. He kept he kept an eye he kept an eye on my eyes going back and forth, back and forth. And I was inside of my head doing the whole Rayman thing by counting every damn time. I'm just like he's like he, he whispered in my ears like, "Do you know that that's illegal what you're doing?" It's like, since when counting cards is illegal? It's like, well, apparently it is illegal. It's like, well, I didn't know. <laughs> Shit. Everybody knows it's illegal, buddy. It is. Well, I, it, I did. <laughs> so, I tell you what they'll do: they'll take you in a back room and remind you with a pipe. Yeah, or an ice pig like you see in the casino. Right, they'll scramble your brains from the bottom of your head. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, Jim. Uh, sure. When you first, you know, got started uh, doing radio and working with uh, Real Radio 104.1, what was going through your head at a younger age where you decided to, you know what, this is something, this is something that I want to do for a living and hopefully in a, uh, in a long run, I would like to have my own show. Okay, so that's a lot. Uh, and it actually is uh, considerably more simple than that. I'll tell you exactly how this thing happened. Uh, so uh, I, I owned a printing company at the time when the show started. Uh, my brother-in-law at the time, Russ Rollins, of course, the host of The Monsters the morning on Real Radio. Um, I was married to his sister at the time, and we were you know, really close friends and hung out all the time, and we both loved talk radio. We were listening to Ron and Ron quite frequently, plus we were listening to all the shows on Real Radio. Uh, Russ had the forethought. He goes, well, I want to do radio, but I, I know I can't just get on the radio. It doesn't work like that. But what I can do is buy brokered time. In other words, I can spend money to have an hour of time on the radio and then do whatever I want. It's my money. I can do what I want. That's exactly what he did. The initial thought was to do it as a, an advertisement for his uh, party rental business, which was brilliant, by the way, because you know you could also use that as a negotiating tactic to get a sale over a competitor. You know, getting free advertising is right. is uh, is you know is uh, attractive. So. That turned into they did uh, we just, they, he and Bo his friend Bo did six shows on AM and then I just basically started hassling Russ to come in on the show I wanted to see how it worked and uh, I hassled him and hassled him until he let me come in and then when he, when I came in there I I really had no plans on leaving and I started trying to make jokes and have fun and uh, then it kind of turned out from there as far as the, the making the decision man you know nobody really talks about this aspect of it but this was the because you, know, you only hear the success stories. You only look at it and people only see the stuff that happened mm -hmm. on the air. But, you know, truthfully, Russ and I both had no idea what we were going to do with our lives if the show didn't hit. I had just sold my print shop to do radio. So think about this. I had a, I had a print shop that was actually doing pretty good. So it was definitely supplying me a uh, livelihood. Uh, and uh, hold on one second, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. And, and, no, no, that's good. Uh, and it was applying me a livelihood. So, you know, I shut that thing down to do radio full time. The, the radio show could have ended in six months. We had no idea what we were doing. You know, we would literally had no idea. One of us could have said something 
to set off a sponsor and they could have like, let's just blow these guys out now, not take any more risks. Right. So so we really rolled the life dice for that show. So that was the, that was the big decision. But you know what in the midst of it, when you're like, Well, am I gonna print for a living or could I do this for a living? Theoretically, could this really happen? Uh, you roll the dice. So we did. And you know, we got lucky that the audience level we were doing and then we the show just kind of started snowballing from there characters started coming on and, and you know it is what it is right i mean you guys are the number one talk show on real radio 104.1 and I, every time i you know mention my friends like who are who's coming onto my program and they're like remy how do you get these people on your show i'm like guys it's all about communication you talk to people you get you want to get to know them they've been in this business business for so many years and of course jim you are a florida boy and you live in uh palatka florida which is out in the middle of nowhere yeah that's uh yeah that's true <laughs> uh black is but you know uh, for people who don't know, it's a small town about 28 miles dead west of St. Augustine. So, I mean, we it's, it's just basically come in from the coast, and it's on the St. John's River. It's a beautiful little historic city. Uh, has a has a beautiful legacy with the uh, Florida state of Florida. Its history is is uh, is actually very important to the state. Unfortunately, um, Orlando and other kind of more cosmopolitan towns came about. And, you know, it didn't get. Uh, get did not continue its favor, but, you know, growing up in a small town, uh, you get a certain sense of who you are. Right. Um, you get, you get a set of values that I don't think I would have gotten in Orlando and I would not even trade one second of my childhood growing up, uh, for anything. I mean, I would not because it, it, it's still what tools I used to get where I am in Orlando. I was aware of how things worked and people who lived here were not. Uh, because I've been exposed to it. And then, you know, understanding that change happens, and even though you were brought up a certain way to feel a certain way, that isn't necessarily the truth. You have to allow yourself to create your own values uh, and then and then allow those to kind of guide you through your life. And I was able to do that and use that to, to you know, create a personality that worked on the show. All right. I, I completely understand, man. I mean... So many people who who we who, who they listen to us, they're like, "Wow, this is a Florida podcast." I did not know this was a Florida podcast. I'm like, "What do you guys expect? We talk about theme parks, we talk about Florida, we talk about people who live in Florida. You know, it's all about you know what this podcast is all about." And well, not I, just not just not just the theme parks, right? For that nature, we talk about restaurants, we talk about the culture, we talk about. Even for all those nerds out there, we have a segment, my segment, we talk about Star Wars and, you know, Star Wars has been a big hit for so many years. And, True. I mean, it's, we, we just, we have a multi-mix of different things. And Jim, I was going to tell you, um, no, I did not get pulled into a room when I was playing 21 or Blackjack. My friend was the one that got me out of there instantly before security got there four minutes after I left. Just want to throw that out there for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Holy crap, well, you man. You clear that up, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I, I get it. I get it. And you know what? I get it that only if you get caught. Yeah. It's yeah. one thing. But if, if I'm keeping it to myself and I'm actually watching everything as I go, as long as they don't catch me, I'm good. You're solid. Where, uh, Jim, I got a question, man. Where do you like to record from? Do you like to record from uh, Universal Studios or do you like recording from the home studio of uh, iHeartRadio? 
Well, the, the Universal Studio is a little odd for uh, us because, you know, your studio, when you work there, no differently than if you were a mechanic at your workbench or if you're an architect at your drawing board, that's kind of where we feel comfortable. So I like broadcasting out of the studio in Maitland. You know, I, I, could, I could easily broadcast from my home where I am right now every day if I wanted to. I have the ability to log into the station. Right. They can put me on the air. And if we never said anything, very few people would even know that I was still here at home, but yet I still choose to drive to the radio station 40 minutes uh, to sit there with those guys because the vibe is not there when you're here by yourself. So I just try to go there so I can I can have that vibe, you know? So I, I gotta ask you something. In regards to your talk radio, in regards to whatever, what you do, because you're a very well-respected person on the air, what are the, some of the main topics that you guys touch up on as far as like in society of today or current events of today like what what is it exactly that you guys discuss uh well you know we try to uh things that affect your daily life like uh today we're gonna we're gonna talk about flood insurance a little bit as boring as that sounds uh it's vital uh we have a couple segments on our show uh featuring attorneys one is glenn clausman glenn specializes in uh in you know and stuff like this uh, also stephen kramer does as well so we, we try to feature things on the show that people can either apply or relate to. Like we did a, a topic uh, last night uh, about a Chinese guy who was suing it or who was getting sued by his ex-wife uh, for not getting paid for all the housework she did while they were married because he didn't do any of it. Wow. She won. So of course the topic of you know, in, a, in a household where one person earns all the money and the other person does all of the work for the house, you know, which of those has more value or does the work in the house deserve more credit than it gets you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, you know, that's easy for people to, to, to think about because a lot of people live in that very situation. So things like exactly. that, things like that are what we talk about, you know? So nothing in the nature of like, say politics or anything. We try to, but I gotta tell you, talking about politics now is way different than it was even just four years ago. Uh, so, you know, now it's not politics, it's, it's pick a side, you know, and then once you pick a side, you, you have either gained or lost the attention of half your audience. And I am not interested in that equation at all. No, that's good because I gotta be honest with you, listening to politics on any kind of radio station, it, it really bores the, the hell out of yeah. me. It really does. And I, I cannot stand just to sit there and listen to people talk about diplomacy or any of that crap. I'm just like, you're boring me out. Give me something. Give me a different topic yeah. that I can listen to. Yeah, very few very few of those conversations lead to big picture actualities. So I try to pay attention on things that are happening to people every day. Not, not a policy that may or may not affect them in eight years. I, I don't really, I'm not... I'm not concerned with that. It's, it's hard to make it funny now, so we just got to stay away from it as much as possible. You're you're so right. Let ask, so let me ask you one little question, though. You being a Florida man, you've been here all your life, and I'm from Puerto Rico, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, being from Florida, do you have any specific type of teams that you root for as far as sports is concerned? Any of them? I'm a Bucks fan, buddy. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. He's Tom a Brady. he's there a diehard Bucks fan. <laughs> I'm a Bucks fan, and I've been a Bucks fan for, uh, I have confirmed, been a Bucks fan for a really long time. So, okay. uh, when we won this year, I don't care what it took to get there. I was very happy for the team because, you know, you, you know, it just, I am. It's, it's, it's good for the state. I, I get it. That's so, fine. 
So, Jim, I got a uh, question to ask you, man. If uh, you and your uh, significant other, other uh, would take a date night, what are your top three restaurants that we should check out? Top three restaurants you should check out. So, this is gonna. This probably may actually even seem a little dated, but I'll give you a couple that I that that always come through. And you have to understand why I choose restaurants that I like going to. Uh, it has as much to do with. Uh, the quality of the product as it does the vibe of the restaurant. In other words, I will choose a restaurant more than once, even if it's the chic place to go, if I didn't get what I think my money was worth. Right. It's very important to me. When you ask me to spend a lot of money on food, I expect an exceptional experience every time with no failures. You know, when you're asking, you know, $60 for a steak, somebody, you know, you should get it perfect most of the time. You know, uh, so with that said, we go to restaurants that we know turn out great food every single time you go. And uh, restaurants that aren't going to surprise you, places like the Ravenous Pig. Yes, uh, yes. Do an unbelievable job. Never, never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Hillstone in Orlando, again, another restaurant that, that does a great job. It's kind of a chain. There's some great restaurants in town that you probably never heard of called uh, one called The Strand. I have been there. Uh, that is a great little restaurant up in the Mills 50 area that uh, does a wonderful job. Uh, the, the Good Salt Company uh, restaurants, which is Reyes Mezcaleria, uh, which we're featuring in our event coming up in March. Uh, Sato Sushi and, of course, the Osprey, all unbelievably well-run restaurants that the food is always exceptionally good. They, they rarely ever have a miss. Um, uh Gosh, man, there's a bunch of them, man. I just had a recommendation to a little place called the uh, place called the Garlic over New Smyrna Beach. That is not only a legendary like Italian spot, but one of the coolest vibes in a restaurant you can find. I um, mean that that place is, that place is fantastic um, because that place is fantastic because you get a great view of the beach every every once in a while. Well, the thing is, is that patio area, the tree in the, in the fall or whatever, mm -hmm. they get the fire going out there is actually it's just kind of it's almost Disney esque. Uh, the way they have it set up. And then the Goblin Market on Mount Dora. These are all cool little places around the city you can go and visit that not a lot of people talk about with the big restaurants, but they are local restaurants that source their food locally. And, right. Uh, the chefs are very, very good at what they do. Speaking so, about uh, so being a food advocate myself, because I'm a chef, in case Remy didn't tell you, I'm a chef, by the way. And, all right, awesome. and um, I've worked in this industry, i say for about 20 plus years now. And... I've worked in some, I worked in theme park restaurants, I've worked in big chain like Darden in Corpus, like Darden, so I worked for um, Capitol Grill, I worked for Eddie B's, I worked for good big names, and honest to God, I gotta tell you, if you know about this event, which I'm sure you do, it's called, a, um, it's a, I think it's held every August until all the way to October, it's uh, Magical Dining, you've yes. heard of it, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, so if you were to pick one specific or several specific magical dining experiences in the great city of Orlando, where would you go? Yeah, the Ravenous Pig, right? I mean, right off the bat, it, it, again, it's always delicious. Uh, I think Bosphorus, on uh, it's a Turkish restaurant on Park Ave is great. Also right there on Park Ave, Tabla, uh, Indian restaurant, absolutely wonderful. I mean... All of these places, look, you can't almost can't go wrong with Magical Dining. They, they choose those restaurants for a reason, so oh, I know. you can find great flavor. It's almost impossible. For Orlando, it seems like every 40 minutes, there's a new restaurant opening up, and you just have to see. I tell you, one of the new hot restaurants that my buddy who writes with the Orlando Weekly loves is Russell's right down there on Lake Ivanhoe. Wow. Uh, that was, that was, 
it's supposed great to be place. a really, you know, really, really good. Also, we have incredible barbecue in the city. Nobody really talks about Pig Floyd. Pig Floyd's, um, yes. A barbacoa right there on 1792 rarely gets a lot of attention when it comes to the big barbecue names, especially with Four Rivers in town. But I'll tell you, I would take Pig Floyd's food over most of those almost every day. I think it's fantastic. And what, I think everybody has their opinion when it comes to barbecue. Personally, yeah, I, I, I'm a person that I say I like Mission's barbecue because I, I I'm a big fan of sweet tea, and I think Mission's barbecue sweet tea is to die for. Yeah. I think it's a. And, uh, I'm not a big big chain place, but like Mission's is good. Um, there's one in uh, in Disney Springs that is so amazing. Yeah, I, it's called the Plight Pig. Mm-hmm. The polite pig, yeah. Uh, so, I, so speaking, of, so speaking of food, uh, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Pom Poms, over by the Milk District area, right off of a, uh, right inside the Bumby Plaza. You guys would like to check them out. Uh, we are giving away a fifteen dollar gift card, so you guys, uh, if you guys get our trivia question correct, you guys will win a fifteen dollar gift card to pom pom cemeteria tea house over in the milk district area right there in the bumby plaza you guys cannot miss it and jim have you ever been to pom poms before just interviewed pom pom our pom for uh primetime kitchen probably about a month ago interviewed her in the middle of the downturn pom is an absolute legend the sandwiches are absolutely wonderful get the mama ling ling yes she does special soups she does uh, just some of the funkiest, most awesome sandwiches. Her teas are great. The vibe of the place is, is as good as it gets. Uh, I mean, there's nothing more to say. She is a, she is literally like an Orlando legend. So her family is steeped in this city uh, with Thai food as well. So uh, she's great. And uh, yeah, she's wonderful. I, I, I couldn't, I literally could not recommend it more, higher, more highly. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I try to say it every single time when I talk, talk to our audience, and they're like, where's Pom Pom? I'm like, well, Pom Poms is, you know, right in the Milk District area. You cannot miss it, and their food is absolutely fantastic. And I took Chris there for the first time. He goes, dude, this food is amazing. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm an advocate person when it comes to food, but when it came to trying a sandwich that you know, you would think, oh, it's just a common sandwich, but no, this is not a common sandwich. This is a sandwich that I think it gets your taste buds going to a, to a place that it's beyond reasonably doubt to think of. You know, it's so amazing. And their, their choices of tea, I mean, just looking at the menu for tea, I think it's amazing as well. I mean, that place is good, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's very good. So, so guys, I uh, just want to give a shout out to our sponsors but most importantly you guys tune in monday through friday from three o'clock to seven o'clock you guys can listen to the jim colbert show on real radio 104.1 and check out primetime kitchen who knows i mean we might hear some other cool people on his program uh but jim thank you so much for joining us man and we hope to see you uh in the long run of course guys thanks for the invite i appreciate it and uh look forward to maybe talking to you guys again Sounds good, Jim. You guys can check out Jim Colbert and the Jim Colbert Show on Real Radio 104.1, Monday through Friday from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And uh, guys, when we come back, we will do your theme park news and your floor news, letting you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify.
Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Guys, we would like to give a shout-out, a huge Remy's Roundtable shout-out to Jim Colbert from the Jim Colbert Show on Real Radio 104.1. You guys can hear him Monday through Friday from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And also, you can hear him on Sundays, Sunday mornings, uh, for Prime Time Kitchen. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my boy, Chris. Good morning, everybody. How are you? What's up, man? All right, bro. So I got some things I want to I cover, and I know that I am going to uh, Universal today with my boy, JD, which you guys will hear him later on today. Uh, I'm going to throw some news in. So, Chris, I have a list of the... 10 most underrated attractions at Universal Studios. 10 underrated attractions? Okay, this I gotta hear. Alright, go ahead. Alright, number 10, Ripsaw Falls. Okay. Uh, number 9, Grinchmas. Like the whole, the whole, you know, uh, party at Islands of Adventure called Grinchmas. You really consider that un- underrated? Well, that's what they said. Really? I mean, my buddy, my buddy sent me this list. I'm like, there's no way that Grinchmas made the list, and of course, it did no. at number nine. Number eight, E.T. Oh God, whoever said that they ought to shoot themselves? Go on. All right, uh, number. <laughs> I'm sorry. Number seven, Gringotts. What? Yeah. Okay. As okay. A, a, okay. A, a, okay. as a, as an underrated attraction, man. Nah, yeah, no, no. Number somebody smoking some heavy pot over there. Exactly. <laughs> number uh, number six, the Simpsons. Okay, that just made me upset. Go on, keep going. Number five, Seuss Trolley. Okay, yeah, that's kind of like yeah, that's an F, right? I don't, eh. I don't care for it though. Uh, number four, Transformers. Okay, now I'm really upset. Go on, keep going. Number three, Men in Black. Okay, I never care for Men in Black that much, but go on. Number number two, Cat in the Hat. Oh my God, who is this person? <laughs> go and, on. And number one, the number one underrated attraction, Race Through New York with Jimmy Fallon. I think that's an overrated ride. So not so not an underrated attraction though. No 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 no. That's an overrated ride. Uh, so uh, you, you did you hear that uh, Magic Kingdom's parking lot might be uh, another location for the vaccine shots? Yes, I did hear about that. So Universal Studios is also going to be a uh, another location for the vaccine shot. Yes, I heard about that as well. So I'm happy that that's another that's another location. Uh, I no, ha- I'm, I'm glad because right. you, got, you got enough space, you know? Oh, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of space back there in that uh, parking lot, man. I mean, it's like, hey, oh, welcome to Universal. We have, your, we have your parking garage. We have your your space. Come on out. We got this and this, this and this for you guys. Hey, come on out. Uh, <laughs> Six, Flags, Six, Flags Magic, Six Flags Magic Mountain in California will be reopening in the spring. Is that right? So that's one California theme park that's going to reopen in the spring, and not Disneyland. Really? Yeah, I'm a little. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, 
You know how many people are unemployed right now by yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, you can get, you can get married at Tower of Terror. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, but, I definitely knew that. Yeah, so oh, yeah. so you you can spend thirty five thousand dollars, you know, to get married at the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Okay, that's like, not Like fuck bad, me, but, man. <laughs> like, it, well, considering our wedding, me and Jennifer's wedding, was somewhere in the mid fifties. Okay. Fifty three to fifty five thousand. That's a lot. And, that, and that's not. I mean, yeah, but you also got to understand this. Our reception was at the Grand Floridian. Pricey. Yes, our wedding was at the Wedding Pavilion. Pricey. And on, and on top of that, the last bit that we had at the end of the night, we took charter buses to go to the back of Epcot, to the Italian Pavilion, because that's where I proposed to Jennifer. And we had a dessert party there for, for everybody including my niece's birthday was was that day for our wedding oh man that so sounds a, good so we, so we had a yeah so we had a big birthday cake for her there too holy shit birthday cake i might have <laughs> that's pretty dope man uh so woody from uh toy story he just got a whole new brand new look at disney's hollywood studios at toy story land did he really yeah so they uh they made his face look like actual actual woody from the toy story franchise movies oh that's cool i like that so yeah like they, they made it like legit uh walt disney world will be celebrating their 50th anniversary with a 18 month long event wow okay 18 month event for the celebration of disney's 50th anniversary so they're going to have an entire that's a year and four months pretty much yeah and they're going to have uh, a, they're going to have a uh, a whole new light show for at all the locations so like Epcot is going to have a light show Disney's Hollywood Studios is going to have a light show at Tower of Terror uh, Animal Kingdom is going to have a light show at the Tree of Life and a light show at the Magic Kingdom at Cinderella Castle okay all of those places are dope yep uh, the, Nickel the, the Nickelodeon Hotel might be making a comeback to Orlando. When was that announced? Or uh, This was announced back in uh, January. So this will... So they're saying oh. that so, so they're saying that they could be, you know, coming back to uh, Orlando, uh, making a great comeback, you know, having a hotel back on property for Nickelodeon. So who knows? Okay, that's good. Who knows what's that's gonna? Good. Yeah, who knows what's gonna happen here? Uh, so, have do you and Jen have a uh, a Disney vacation club by any chance? We don't, but her parents does. Okay, so I read an article and it says, uh, do, "Does the Walt Disney World uh, guests have to pay taxes when renting?" when renting out their DVC points? And the answer is yes, you have to rent out your DVC uh, points and yes, you do have to pay for your taxes. Since when? Since when did they announce that? Uh, actually last week. Because 
Because uh, tax is that an actual is that an actual source that you got that? From? Yes, sir. I got off of WDW website. WDW News website, and I was like, "There's no way." So you're telling me that I had to pay taxes on my DVC points? That that's that's not cool. That's not right. I mean, my my in-laws are Jen's parents. They've been DVC club members for I say about ooh. How long? I say about seventeen to nineteen years. They've been a DVC member. Holy shit! That's uh, that's long. Uh, Walt, yeah. Di Walt Disney World has filed a permit for Fantasmic, Beauty and the Beast, and Indiana Jones Theaters at Disney's Hollywood Studios. These permits will allow to cover both the island and the backstage areas. So this permit is just saying, hey, we're going to find a way to, to cover the back area of Indiana Jones and the back area of Beauty and the Beast, so our guests cannot see what's actually behind these sound stages. And we'll, and yes, we're gonna have, we're gonna find a way to cover up the Phantasmic Island. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah, that's all behind the scenes magic that people shouldn't be seeing. Though. Exactly. Uh, Disney Disneyland considers eliminating monthly payments for annual passes. Say, repeat that one more time. Disneyland considers eliminating monthly pa payments for for their annual passes. Is that right? Uh huh. Yes, sir. Sally from oh. Sally from the Nightmare Before Christmas is going to get her very own story. Like a movie or like a so show? so more like a series, and and it will be uh, on uh, Disney Plus. Oh wow! I'm telling you, Disney's making that money on Disney Plus, bro. Yeah, they are, man. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here's one. Uh, Magical Express buses have ended their partnership with Disney, but the question is, will anything will, will be uh, will be re will be replacing them? And the answer is yes and no. So they might be bringing back a new service to the Orlando International Airport, but they're saying that they could be they could be bringing back uh, a service that was part of the minivans. Oh, like okay, I got it. I got gotcha. you. Jurassic World animatronics could be featured on Velocity Coaster. Oh, they should. So, they th so they might be adding a Chris Pratt animatronic. That's cool. I'd be down with that. I'll be I'll be totally down with that. Uh, Big River Grill and Brewing Works is reopening at Board, Boardwalk Resort. Have you have you ever been there? Where? Big Big River Grill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're yes. so they are reop they are reopening it. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. That's music to my ears. I like that. Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover refurbishment has been uh -huh. extended until April. That's fine, and you know what? They need to take their time to get it done right. They don't need to rush through anything. So apparently, George Lucas is uh, writing a brand new Star Wars series. Yes, and the reason for that is because Disney has let him come in and suggest ideas for any director that's gonna come and do these other series. 
I really think the director. I really think the the uh, director is going to be uh, John Favreau because he can take over the Star Wars franchise if he wanted to. Well, and, and funny that you mentioned that because where I read this particular thing, George Lucas was specifically talking to John Favreau in person, one on one. Oh. So whatever it is that they were discussing, it's going to be something that is hush hush. They're not going to leak it out. Don't say shit. And it's exactly don't say shit. And it's going to be something that's going to be secretive until they reveal it in D twenty three. Whenever that's going to be right. Uh, Character Breakfast is coming back to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood and Vine will host Breakfast once again, beginning on March twenty second. Uh, the breakfast the breakfast will be served as a a la carte style with a pastry basket the a la carte the a la carte will include all you can eat pancakes french toast stuffed with chocolate hazelnut spread toasted open face salmon uh, salmon bagel, uh, bagel four eggs okay. four eggs scrambled four egg cheese okay. omelet and a plant-based egg frittata now that's something that I would try. So starting tomorrow uh, on February 26th, you can make your res- reservations for Hollywood, Hollywood and Vine. That's perfect. And that's, that's, lo- that's located at Hollywood Studios here on the Disney property. Uh, Disneyland offers refunds for unused food and wine fest passes. They have to because- So that's a plus for them. You know? Yeah, they ha- they have to be for people that invested money in this already. They need to like reimburse them back because I mean they're not open. So how the hell are they gonna enjoy this without having been open? You know what I'm saying? Y- you know what? You're right, dude. And I have no fucking clue what y- you know if they're ever gonna bring back you know any festivals at Disneyland. But hey, apparently we're we're bringing back festivals at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So, but we don't know how long that's going to take them to come up with a, uh, a an event that has has to follow the CDC guidelines. Well, you got to remember, there's two different governors that are running these states. You have DeSantis in Florida, and you have whatever his face in California that I think he's still is his name in his high horse that he doesn't want to open it up. Though. Is, is his name Slomo? Was that his name, Governor Slomo? Or Shomo? Or Sh- Shamu? Or whatever his name was? I think his name is Governor Kiss My Ass Douchebag, though. I mean, oh, that works. That works too, man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, dude, we uh, I gotta tell you something, and because before I, before I have to take off, we need to go to White Castle when it opens up. I thought it was already open. Not yet. They only opened their kitchen for Uber Eats deliveries only, and their whole entire system crashed. No way. Yeah, so they had to cancel orders back to back and had to give refunds because of how many orders they were backed up on. And I'm like, guys, you oh, are wow. not doing this properly. I mean, figure out a way to send out these deliveries and people will enjoy White Castle, you know? Uh, yeah. Florida, Florida plans banning on owning pythons as pets and many other high-risk reptiles. I don't think yeah. any type of pets like that should be owned by the public because 
you got to remember, pythons, they grow. That's very true, sir. That's very after, true. After a, after a certain time, when they're inside of a fish tank and they get so big, you got to buy a bigger one. And oh, it's yeah. And get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. So what are you going to do after that? Uh, hello, hello, SeaWorld. If you have a dog or cat in your house and you let that snake loose, you better keep an eye on your pet because if not, that's going to be food for that snake. Though. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, people shouldn't be owning these pythons or any, you know, no. high-risk reptiles, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. Dude. I mean, that's why there's a problem in the Everglades right now. Oh, yeah. Everybody that has owned any of these exotic animals mm -hmm. and, they, and when they see that they grow to a certain length that they cannot control themselves they just get rid of them they throw them away like they they let them go and that's how the everglades right now the ecosystem down there is so unbalanced because there's a lot the state of florida believe it or not they put out a thing where if you want to be a snake hunter they're gonna pay you. I think it's thirteen to fifteen dollars an hour, plus right. whatever whatever snake you kill by every foot. I think it's ten or twenty dollars a foot. So you're telling so you're telling me that the ecosystem right now is completely fucked up. Well, I mean, dude, and the news. I don't know if you saw it or not, but in the Everglades two days ago, there was a hunter that took down a 27-foot python, and inside the stomach, it still had an undigested six-foot alligator. God damn, that's a big-ass snake. Yes. <laughs> hey, so the ecosystem down there is unbalanced right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I got a couple more things I want to talk about real quick, but but this is a, a play run. Sure. So it's, it's a play run because it has to do with an actor in a, uh, a, a fictional uh, restaurant. So check, check this out. You ready? The, yeah, yeah, the, the fictional restaurant Movies from the famous Jay and Silent Bob franchise is coming to Orlando. Oh, Movies, yes. Movies. So this, yeah, this, right. re this restaurant will be opening up next month in the Orlando area, and they haven't given out when next month they're going to give out, you know, tell us any more details on that. But tonight... You I get would love... I, I would love to see if Kevin Smith shows up there. Oh, dude, he, he will because you know why? That's I'll, his owner. I'm guessing he's the owner? Or yes, but owner somebody else is an owner too. And you can see him tonight at the Orlando Improv. You guys can see Jason Mewes tonight at the Orlando Improv. Oh, my God. Jason Mewes. I love that kid. I love him. I do too. Uh, he's so funny. I want to give a shout out to... Uh, a, hopefully become a new sponsor for remy's roundtable but uh guys i'm gonna give a shout out to uh the blue bamboo performing arts center here in winter park florida uh on march 5th if our audience would like to go hear some awesome live music in the central florida area head on over to blue bamboo center for the arts and go check out steve luciano quartet tickets are on sale just head on over to bluebambooartcenter.com to purchase your tickets and the show starts at 8 p.m kevin smith says jay and son bob are getting a weed store this weed store is going to open up in new jersey oh like an actual like like an actual like, a, like, a, like an actual dispensary so but it's gonna be a okay. but it's gonna be a jay uh a Kev, kevin smith 
and a Jason Mewes weed store. And you know them from their, you know, Jay and Silent Bob movies. They were always yes, smoking yes. pot. But Silent Bob would have like the, the, the rarest, dopest pot of all. So, so you get you get complete. There's one that was called Monkey Poo, and that's one where he got like completely <laughs> fucked up in the uh, in the movie. <laughs> but fifteen and, bucks, little man, put that shit, shit in my, my hand. hand. <laughs> it's that money. That's the show that you owe me. Owe me, yo. My jungle love. My oh, jungle love. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. Anyway, dude. <laughs> anyway, dude. Hey, man. I know you got to take off, but uh, it was great uh, talking to you. And uh, we will see you uh, next week for another episode of uh, Remy's Roundtable. For sure. Definitely. All right, guys. Uh, when we come back, we'll be joined by JD. And we'll be recording live from Universal Studios, Florida. So guys, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. This episode has been brought to you by, The Thirsty Topher. The Thirsty Topher is great spot for everybody to grab a nice beer. The Thirsty Topher is a proud sponsor for Remy's Roundtable, and if you mention, Remy's Roundtable you will be eligible for a discount off of your bar tab. The Thirsty Topher is located in the Mills District area, their address is 601, Virginia Drive Orlando, Florida, 32803. For more information about the Thirsty Topher, give them a call at 407-491-4342. Once again that's, the Thirsty Topher located in the Mills District area and a proud sponsor of this program. And now, back to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, I just want to give another shout-out to Jim Colbert from The Jim Colbert Show. Uh, you, guys can, you guys can hear him on Real Radio 104.1, Monday through Friday from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And you can hear him on Sundays with his other show called Primetime Kitchen. Uh, welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my boy, J.D. Hey! That's right, guys. So the music you guys hear in the background, no, I said that we were going to go to Universal, but change of plans, we are at the Magic Kingdom home sweet home to Remy's Roundtable, and it's our old home, man. You know, we're, 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 we just got off of uh, the Indy Speedway. We did a carousel of progress, and I'm going to say this once. I'm going to say this again, man. No more tight rides, man. We're too old for this, man. I mean, I just got like a huge... I'm too old for this. Man. Man, I'm. I got. I just got. I just got a wedge you from that ride, man. I ain't getting a wedge, but my balls hurt. Okay, that too. I mean, lots of rumbling and tumbling down downstairs, but uh, you know, 
But uh, we had a great view of um, Tron. I mean, that was a, a huge, I told huge. You. It looks really you. good. I told you. I mean, yes, yeah, there's, there's still construction going on, but guys, if you're out at Magic Kingdom, come on out, go on Indy Speedway, and take pictures of Tron Light Cycle. It's gonna open up the, uh, hopefully this spring, this summer, but you guys do not wanna miss out on this opportunity. Uh, we're, about, we're about to get on, uh, you know, home sweet home, cause we're about to get on Space Mountain, and Space Mountain is my old attraction. And yeah, with Space Mountain, you know we don't get no uh, reception. That's right. I mean, guys, this is what this is what the kingdom's all about. You go on different mountains. I mean, you got Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and Space Mountain. These are the only mountains you have here at the Magic Kingdom. Yep. And uh, if you guys are out uh, here, uh, the People Mover is actually not running right now. Uh, uh -oh. It will run eventually in April. So you guys know what? Just come on out, enjoy the atmosphere. And speaking of which, for a for a Thursday. Space Mountain is only at a 30-minute wait. It's at a 30-minute wait time. That's because everybody's at Hollywood Studios, you know that. But enough about that. Let's hurry up again on this ride already. That's right, guys. So we'll, we'll come back with you guys. We'll touch base with you guys later. Uh, but anyways, you're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. This podcast episode has been brought to you by Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwich Area, over in the Milk District area. During this month, if the audience heads over to Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwich Area and mentions Remy's Roundtable, the audience will be eligible for a discount off of their meal. For more information about this great deal head on over to Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwich Area, they are located 67 North Bumby Avenue, Orlando, Florida 32803. For more information about their hours of operation give them a call at 407-894-0865. Once again that's Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwich Area over by the Milk District area. And now back to our program of Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, we are still here at the beautiful Magic Kingdom. Uh, the crowds have been really low today. Uh, we've waited in line for more than five minutes on a couple of attractions. It, it was pretty easy, dude. I mean, uh, guys, I am here with, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and with me is my boy, JD. Hi, uh, Yeah, so, JD, we, we, we waited in line for what roughly five minutes on almost the attractions that we went on such yeah. as like carousel progress we yeah. went we waited five minutes on that right on that ride yep. uh space mountain 10 yeah roughly uh indy speedway five haunted mansion five 
Pier Pan, five. Yes, guys, you heard that correctly. Five minutes for Pier Pan, and well, Pier Pan was well, at well, Pier Pan well. was at a 35-minute wait, though. Well, well. What were we going to we're gonna say? Yeah. We had the gap pass, but yes, yeah. we yes we did. We did have the gap pass, and the gap pass Crazy. is magically, you know, here at the Walt Disney Company. But normally, no. Exactly. Normally. Yeah, uh, guys, the parks do close at seven o'clock tonight uh, for Magic Kingdom. But uh, I believe uh, JD and I are gonna try to go out and make some more money somewhere. So yeah, normally, yeah, normally, normally, if the park was busy. Oh yeah. Peter Park would, uh, Peter Pan would not be at no thirty minute wait. Okay, at first he said Peter Park, and I'm like, wait, there's, there's a Spider-Man no, right no, here, no, a Magic no, Kingdom. No, 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 no. <laughs> first of all, I'm eating chips. Calm it down. <laughs> uh, the Peter Pan's flight was not normally thirty minutes. No, it wasn't. No. Try more like 65. Yeah, 65 minutes away for that. But, but I mean, we we barely waited in line today. So you know, yeah. uh, guys, we we uh, we are sitting over by Casey Corners, and we're over by the uh, what's this restaurant behind us? Is that the uh, the character breakfast right behind us, right there? What's oh, that that's called? Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Yes. So we're right between Crystal Palace, the First Aid, Casey Corner, and uh, we are getting a beautiful view of the castle and yes guys the castle has changed colors uh it is now a uh, pinkish bubblegum color with uh blue blue tiles gray tiles and it looks it looks good it looks you, really it looks really well done you you um you know what um you know what they painted that color right for the 50th anniversary yep. they, they're trying to make it 50th, uh, 50th anniversary is on october 1st 2020 that's right and it has um, sound like it's been confirmed that we are extending our 15th anniversary for all the way. 18 months. Is an 18, Until 2023. Yep, it's an 18-month celebration. And of course, guys, uh, I covered this earlier this afternoon uh, for the podcast. You guys know what uh, we covered. It's you know, um, it's a it's going to be an 18-month, 18-month. Uh, I'm sorry. Eight, yeah, 18 month celebration for Disney's 50th anniversary, and they're gonna have multiple light shows at every location. So at Epcot, there's gonna be one. Uh, Animal Kingdom's gonna be another light show. Uh, Hollywood Studios, and of course the Magic Kingdom. They're all gonna have brand new light shows here on Disney, Disney property, and I cannot wait to check it out. And uh, yeah, that's what, you know, it's going to be a really well, you know, production. So I'm kind of happy that it's going to happen. And uh, we just finished watching the uh, the Cavalcade Parade, which, in my opinion, I think it's really well done. Uh, due, due to the uh, CDC, you know, they have to follow all the CDC rules. Yeah. But it, it's really well done. I like it. And Gaston, man, Gaston is going to be Gaston, you know. Yeah. He's always, trying, he, he's he's always trying to win. He's always trying to win Bell's heart, but... Um. We had a we had a discussion about yes, that. Yes, we did. On the way over here. Yes, we sure did. And uh, JD has an opinion about him, and I have an opinion about him. But uh, if you guys want to chime in on this, I really think that uh, Gaston is actually not the villain in Beauty and the Beast. I think he's like more of a hero because he's trying to win, you know, Belle's heart, and you know, he's trying to win her heart, man. He's trying to win her heart, uh, yeah, you know. But not understanding that Bell doesn't want Gaston. No, but he keeps trying and trying and trying, like... Being the simp that he that's is, right. trying. <laughs> yes, 
I said it. Yes, you Gaston, did. Gaston's a simp. Mm-hmm. No, guys, not a pimp, a simp. No, so. he's a simp. Gaston does... Ex um, for those of you that don't know what a simp is, a simp is a person who does extremely too much. That's right. Way too much to try right. to win somebody over for sexual favors mm -hmm. or to try to get somebody um, to go with them. So mm -hmm. Gaston is a simp. Okay. So with that being said, guys, you know what's Gaston. I mean, he is... Apparently to JD, he's a villain, and apparently he's a, he, okay, he, he's a villain. He's a villain in my eyes, and the reason why I said mm -hmm. it is because he's trying to he tried to go far over someone to murder. Yes. So pretty much, he's a psychopath in a way. He's a simp. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let's leave, let's leave like that. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, we we actually looked at some uh, merchandise earlier today, and uh, yes, I, 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 got, I saw I got a Black Panther. Yes, you did. You got a brand new Panther, but Black Panther again, mask, man. But then again, I'm also a cast member, so it's you like it. I love it. It look. It has a. It, it has a pop figure Black Panther on the end of the plus, corner. It's, it's a baby Black Panther. Plus, it stretches out very well. Like it stretches like all the way out, man. You know, <sighs> I, I, I really like, get that. And, and you know what? It's not. It's not like the um, Universal mask. I have trouble getting mm -hmm. Universal face coverings on my face, and they're supposed to be extra large. They're not extra large, bro. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, do you feel do, do you feel comf comfortable wearing that mask? Yes. That's good. The only downfall is me going on a ride. My glasses fall off? Yes. No. I mean, I left my mask on when, well, of course, you guys have to use, uh, have to wear your mask on all the Disney attractions here on property. Yep. And uh, when JD and I were on uh, Space Mountain, I, I felt a couple times that I thought it was going to come off. I'm like, mm -hmm. nah, this is like, this is staying on. This is like perfect. I mean, it, it's like locked in, it's good. And, uh, you know, I I'm actually happy, I'm blessed uh, where, where we are today, and I'm happy to announce that. Uh, you guys may see a new sponsor coming on the Remy's Roundtable, so you know what? You guys do not know when it's going to happen, but uh, so yeah, I mean, you guys know what we are going to be doing. Um, we're going to have brand new people come on the show. We have a couple of celebrities lined up, and of course, we have, you know, we're going to have some special guests coming on. Might even play some music for us. Who knows? Uh, well, with that being said, guys, I mean, you guys can catch uh, our sponsors over by the Milk District area. That's Pom Poms. Uh, you guys can go check them out. If you guys mention Remy's Roundtable, you will get a discount off of your meal. Yep. And if you guys head on over to Thirsty Topher, you guys will get a discount off of your beer tab. And that discount is 15% off. Now, speaking about, the, speaking about the number 15, you guys will be eligible to win a $15 gift card to Pom Poms if you guys answer this trivia question correctly. And I have a trivia question right here. Alright, so the trivia question is, at what age did Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader? That is your question, that is your... Your question, I am not giving you the answer. That is for you guys to figure out on your own. If you guys get the answer correct, we will private message you and let you guys know what the answer is. And I will post the answer on Remy's Roundtable Facebook page so you guys can say, hey, oh, I was close, but you weren't close enough. So, yep. so the question is, at what age did Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. And of course, you guys know me, Darth Vader is my favorite, favorite 
Star Wars villain. I'm sorry, dude, but Star Wars, but Darth Vader is like one of my favorite villains, man. I don't. Okay. I'm kind of being. I'm gonna be a little technical about it. I don't. I don't necessarily see. I don't necessarily see um, Vader as a uh, as a villain. No, 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 no. Really? No. So Vader's a hero? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not gonna say he's a hero, but he was more misunderstood than anything. That's true. You're absolutely right, man. But I mean, we don't, we don't know who his, who his father was. We know who who his mother was. Yeah. But but, but like that's that's all you know. That's and of course, and of course, he built he built C3PO. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's all you know. And um, the transition from him being the good little boy wanting mm -hmm. to be a Jedi, mm -hmm. turning into a Darth Sith Lord, having his mind clouded by the Emperor, of course, Palpatine. Palpatine, yep. It's it's like he was more misunderstood than anything. What you guys know, Palpatine also is Lord Sidious, so you're welcome. I mean, there you go. Uh, let's talk let's about one thing before we uh, take off, dude. Did you watch the uh, uh, the last episode of uh, WandaVision? Listen, don't, don't. Um, you didn't, did you? Listen, I had to work two jobs, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> Well, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving it like that. That's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, so stay with it, man. Hopefully, 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 this new girl that I'm talking to maybe can, can maybe um, sit down with me, and we could get into WandaVision together, and I still have to catch up on Mandalorian because I have not watched a single episode what? yet because I had to work. So, oh man, me. you're missing out on it, man. Uh, fight me. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in today on this uh, Thursday episode. And we would like to give a huge thank you to uh, Jim Colbert from the Jim Colbert Show. You guys can hear him on Real Radio 104.1, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And you guys can check out his morning show on Sundays, uh, Primetime Kitchen. You guys can uh, tune, tune into him. And he brings on, you know, uh, restaurant owners, chefs, you name it. And uh, who knows, guys, uh, Remy's Roundtable might make an appearance. So with that being said, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of myself, my name is Remy, and with me is my boy, JD. Hey. And also, we'd like to give a shout-out to Chris for joining us today. Uh, with that being said, you have been listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Take care. Take care.